Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On. We do it each and every day. We play highlights and what's going on across the Zone Sports Network, the big opinions, the big news. Sometimes we try to mix in uh, some fun as well. Uh, what it, is going on? Well, you know, because you, you say you say what's going on, and it sounds more like a statement than a question. But if you say what is going on, then then I'm really curious to know what is going on. Wait, isn't what's going on all always a question, regardless of whether there's an apostrophe or not? I, I didn't say it wasn't a question. I sound I said it sounded less like a question. Oh, okay. So it, it like like how's it going? How's it going? No. No, how would well, always no. be a question, right? <laughs> yeah, it'd be how so is, is it going? As Here's what's going on. Going? That changes it. Because when true, you say, but, when you say, but you just uh, say uh, what's going on. That's a question. Yeah, I, I know it's a question. I do. We're really getting we're, lost. We're, in the who's on second? It <laughs> beats me. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, who's on first? Right? You know, what's on second? We've who's debated on? a lot of things on this show, and this might be the most pointless. Oh this no! Might, this might be the winner. Oh no! That's, we we that's debated cats or uh, or the way we were last week for twenty five minutes. Oh yeah, minutes. that's right. We did do that. We we have had some pointless arguments. That's, mm-hmm. I forgot about mm-hmm. the cats one. Uh, I didn't, and I never will. Yeah, I, maybe that was intentional. Maybe I tried to forget <laughs> about that. All right, let's get to what's going on. Let's start with DJ and PK. They had Coach Steve Cleveland on this morning, as they do every Monday morning, and Steve. Uh, was asked, um, well, actually, let me preface it by saying this. This is a little longer of a clip than we usually play. Uh, it's about six minutes, so just a heads up to everybody out there. But the, the answer was really, really good, and we wanted to get it in its entirety. So this is Steve. Uh, he was asked if sports can be a unifying rally, rallying point uh, during our troubled times. Well, I, I think you can bring people together in ways that hardly anybody else can. And, I, and what we're what we're seeing here, there's so many layers to to this ignorance and selfishness, and you know, and, and, and that a lot of people have used a lot of different words. I, I think Dale Murphy over the last few years, you know, the systemic issues that we have, they are systemic, and these uh, is not just the United States; it's throughout the world, and. Uh, So when I think about sports and I think about the character traits that one must have to be selfless, to be hardworking, to be a good teammate, to uh, help a guy up, uh, you know, I'm not saying that you can't find prejudice and uh, racism in in teams and organizations uh, of sport, but you see a lot less of it there than you would uh, what we see happening in the real world. And if you take the take the attributes of good teams, you know, the, that's those are the things, uh, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe that, you know, we uh, I love God and I love other people and I equally and that's that's, that's how I'm going to live my life. And, and we, we love each other and we support each other. And that's what we see teams doing. And that's why when we see teams come together, they're so united We've talked a lot about culture, but that culture, you know, includes uh, treating people with respect, treating people, trusting people. You know, all the character traits that make intangibles that make teams great are the things that are that are missing in our society amongst uh, different factions of people. And I'm not here to characterize any particular group, but at the end of the day, we're we would be really naive to think that. Uh, there are a lot of things that have been going on for a long, long, long time. The starkness, 
I think it was Martin Luther King who said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Only love can do that. Well, you know what? I've been on teams where you, you, when the season's over, that's one of the first things that guys talk about is how much I love playing with his teammate, how much I respected him. And those qualities that we learn as small children growing up in our homes or wherever, our churches, whatever, you know, those are the things that are missing in our world right now. And it is problematic and it is it's painful to to see the insensitivity towards others of color or gender or whatever, the, whatever it is. I mean, I um, it, it's hard for me not to bring my faith into not not my church, but my faith into the fact that, you know what, we, we got to be treating people better and we shouldn't stand for this. And uh, it's uh, we, we need more inclusion. We need to be more humble. We need to be kinder. And uh, and so the one thing that sports does, uh, no matter what color they are, whatever their what background is, whatever their economic financial situation is going on, they're together. And that's always been there. I mean, that's the one thing about sport is that it's always been there. And for the fan base, it's something that they can connect to and be a part of that family as well. And, you know, if we treated uh, other people like we do our family and our favorite teams and favorite players with such adoration and love, well, you know, everyone deserves that kind of attention and respect. And so if you just look at your own life and see where you feel the safest, you know, it might be following your favorite team or a favorite coach or someone in your family, but there's always th that love and, and that respect. And there isn't uh, what we're seeing today. And and I I think you know sometimes you got to learn to walk in other people's shoes. And uh, and I do I, I do like the idea. I mean, I'm not a I'm not on social media as much as you guys are, but I I, I watch enough and hear enough to see athletes black athletes, white athletes, Asian athletes that are stepping up and, and sharing that, you know, we, we can't tolerate this. We, we, we can have a say in society. And you know what? These athletes can. And uh, the thing that was disturbing to me is watching communities in, in, in your own, like you said, in your own community in Salt Lake to see, to see what happened and how, how that deteriorated so quickly. To from completely away from the point of the whole purpose of peaceful protesting and recognizing the absolute wrongs that are going on in society, and then to do the looting and the destruction and 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 and, and oftentimes uh, people of color's businesses. I mean, it's just insane. And so, yeah, I do believe that sport is a good thing, but it can't be just to get our mind off it. That they have to have a voice. I, I think our athletes and our coaches and the community leaders have to have a voice in this, and it needs to be heard. And I, I think that offends some people. They get they get uncomfortable with that. They move way past getting uncomfortable. We've been mistreating people in this country for a long, long time. And so, who who do people look, who do the young people look to? They, they look to their athletes. They look to people that are in the public eye. And when someone can get in the public eye and speak intelligently about how we should treat each other, I think it's a really, really good thing. And so I, I think that added responsibility of being a role model, we all, you know, nobody wants, I'm not, not, not a role model, I'm not a role model. You know what, we need role models. You're gonna, you're gonna take on and put the hat on of being a professional athlete. You, you've gotta understand that people are watching you and that they, they looking at your example, and in a world where things, a lot of things are broke, 
these athletes have no idea. I thought some of them have no idea of the influence for good that they can have. So I'm all for team. I have no problem with uh, an athlete or anyone in any profession stepping up and saying something that's intelligent and well thought out and that's kind and loving towards another man or another woman. So, uh, yeah, I, I believe sports can play a big role in this. Wow, Jake. That might be one of the most profound things I've ever heard anybody say uh, on any of our shows. Amazing, right? That was fantastic. The only thing that I kind of disagree with is that the fact that society mistakenly puts certain sports guys in in that position of role model when maybe they shouldn't be. But but the rest of it, everything he said was bang on. Man, I love that quote from Martin Luther King. Only light can can uh, can drown out darkness. You know, that's that is Steve was right on the money throughout that whole thing. That that would be worth playing and replaying and replaying and replaying. I hope all of our listeners on all of our shows uh can hear that a lot of a lot of wisdom a lot of a lot of experience that went into formulating that opinion and you know he talked about looking for for leadership uh throughout this this whole situation and i think leadership can come from sports i think it has before i think you know a lot of times gordon sports make great movies because there's symbolism there right you know of of life's struggle and i think that those those um People identify with those, right? And I think that we put sports on a pedestal because sports can be perfect. It's based on, you know, teamwork and competitiveness and working all together to to overcome. You know, a lot of people identify with those feelings and those emotions. And I know it's just a game, but it's easy to see the symbolism. And, and you know, you, you look in through history from Jesse Owens to Muhammad Ali and, and um, you know, athletes that have decided, and I say decided because it's a choice and it's not a, re- a responsibility necessarily. It's a, it's a decision to make a difference. And they decided that they were going to make a difference through sacrifice and, you know, you could argue how much of a difference that they made, but they were willing to to put it all on the table because they knew that they were that symbol. And I, you know, I believe that Jackie Robinson has made a, a big time difference in this country, not just baseball. And I think it's capturing that we we do put sports on a pedestal and sports can, you know, be above it all. And I, I think oftentimes it is. Well, I remember talking, I remember interviewing uh, uh, a high school coach when I was in Los Angeles. This guy was really good. I think he was John Elway's baseball coach in high school, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, the point is he was an accomplished coach. And he said that he, because of, of his position, he could influence the lives of young people in a way that a math or English teacher couldn't. I believe that. And I, 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 I thought at the time he said it, and he said this back in the 80s, but at the time he said it, I thought in a way, I said, that's really too bad because English and math teachers should have the same sway with their students as a coach should with the, the kids who play for them. But that, that sports thing that you were talking about there, Jake, connects, and uh, there's a desire to be a part of it. And so he can influence 
uh, his his uh, his charges in a way that maybe some teachers can't reach students. I hope that's not always the case. I hope that that teachers are our heroes and our role models, as far as I'm concerned. Can I add to that real but, quick? I, I think that uh-huh. I think that would depend on the student. Um, I, I yeah. think it is. I think it is true that uh, a lot of young people, including myself when I was that age, um, you know, find a lot of life lessons in sports that we carry with us. And plus, we find group of belonging and camaraderie and something right. to work towards and discipline and those sorts of things. But I think that can be other things to other young people. You and I both have a, a mutual friend that has a daughter that really embraced being in the band. And, and came into her own once she discovered that talent. And I think you can find that other places. Sports is a natural one for a lot of people, but I do, it depends on the student that you're trying to reach. I, I knew students that really got that fulfilled with poetry or, or you know, other arts. So I get what your coach is, or what that coach you talked to is saying, and I, I agree with it, but I think other teachers can have a similar impact depending on what student you're trying to reach. I think he really ruffled some feathers when he said that he had gotten more kids off drugs and out of trouble than all the teachers in his school district combined. Well, I don't know about that. That's, <laughs> the that's other not... teachers didn't didn't appreciate that so much. But his point was, and, and I think he was speaking to coaches everywhere to, hey, do your jobs, use your influence. Uh, to 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 uh, direct kids in the right in the right way, and he you know I think I I kind of agreed with him, and the kids want to be a part of that. There's a social connection to what you were talking about, Jake, with sports. That that it's cool to be a part of a team, and not only do you have a group of friends or p- people who can be can become friends, but it's cool. It's seen as being cool if you're part of that. Now, that's why I hope kids learn that being smart is cool, because that motivates them to pursue the gifts they have to to be able to develop themselves intellectually. Hey, it's cool to be smart. It's cool to be the quarterback of a football team. It's cool to be the ace pitcher or to be a shortstop or even to be on the bench, you know, just to be a part of the team. Well, yeah, it is cool. So develop it and use it for good. Whether you're a coach or whether you're a player, whether you're a student, whether you're a teacher, whatever. Hopefully there's good that can come out of this. Because when I look at little kids, Jake, and and you in Austin probably do this a lot when you look at your little daughters. And you think, wow, think of the potential in this individual. Think of the good that can come from this individual. So you do the best you can to teach them, to bring them upright so that they can love and work with other people, regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of their background, regardless of what uh, demographic group they're, they're, they're a part of. You know, they, you look at, when I look at your little kids, I think, man, that's a beautiful kid that can grow into someone who can make a difference in this world, regardless of how large the realm is. Sorry if I, up on my my soapbox here but uh, i i find great hope in that kind of thing and when i hear steve talk about the influence of being uh involved in sports for the good for the positive when i when i hear him talk about light driving out darkness and eh, that that's just that makes me feel better about what might be mm-hmm. i agree I agree. I thought Coach Cleveland's, uh, I thought his comments were, were great. You know, I really appreciated Kyle Corver's comments last year 
when he decided to go public with some of some of his thoughts on the matter. I, I really appreciated Gail Miller over the weekend reiterating uh, some of the things that that she had said last year. Another example of of how sports can be an example for us. I thought that was a really powerful moment uh, when Gail got up and and spoke to jazz fans. Um, after the the Russell Westbrook situation last year, I thought that I mean you know leadership for me has kind of been a theme of the day. I think that's great leadership, and from people who who are in position to to make a, a, a difference. And I I can appreciate that because again I believe that we all uh, have good intentions. Uh, I shouldn't say we all, but I I think the vast majority of us have have good intentions regardless of how we express that. We do love our fellow man. And we do feel a responsibility to to, again, getting back to the the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, uh, with liberty and justice for all. I I think that that phrase, we all value that phrase. And uh, and that's at the heart of this. Yeah. And part of the statement that what Gail said uh, as of uh, when was this Uh, uh, yesterday, the day before hearts across America and in Utah are hurting following events of racism, discrimination and injustice sparked by the recent and senseless death of George Floyd. As I stated in the, on the basketball court of Vivint Smart Home Arena last year, we believe in treating all people with courtesy and respect as human beings. No one wins when respect goes away. Yeah. Yeah. I, Pretty good stuff. I think there's a now, lot of value in those words. And, and coming from an owner of an NBA franchise, I think, helps them carry even more weight. Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's all put it into action and make sure that that is the standard by which we live. Right. And so I, I think sports, you know, still staying with Coach Cleveland's uh, thoughts, I mean, I think sports can be an example. And I think voices uh, throughout this situation can come from sports. And, and by the way, to your credit, I think you included some of those in your column that's up at, uh, at sltrib.com. I love those quotes that you included from some figures around the sports world. Yeah, well, yeah. well hopefully folks will listen. That's what we have to do. Listen, have to hear the message and then go forward from there. Okay, so I, I do want to play this fun bit from, from Hanson Scotty, but why don't we put a break in between? Why don't we put a pause on this conversation and instead of uh, inappropriately going right to have some laughs, why don't we, why don't we uh, throw a break here in the middle and we'll, uh, we'll tease it. Hanson Scotty talking about uh, a hot pocket bandit. So it's always uh, a bandit, isn't it, Gordon? <laughs> well, yeah, it usually comes down to those darn bandits. We'll lighten it up a little bit coming up next. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Baby, here I am, I'm a man on the scene. I can give you what you want, just come go home with me. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us a part of your Monday, even in these uh, interesting times, Gordon. And I'm glad that we played uh, Coach Cleveland's comments and what's going on in the last segment. Uh, Austin and I were talking before the show, and Austin was debating on whether or not we should play the entire six minutes. And I'm really happy we did, because I, I thought he delivered some just wonderful comments. His whole interview was up online at 1280thezone. Dot com if you want a uh, chance to revisit those or, or catch the entire conversation. But, Gordon, can we switch gears and try and have uh, a little bit of fun? Yes, please do. All right. Well, uh, we'll continue what's going on because this is a clip from Hanson Scotty, and I did not hear this, so I'm looking forward to it because apparently Austin is discussed, and it's about a Hot Pocket Bandit. 
Czar break-in at a Wells Fargo in Choyusview. Our 10 News breaking news tracker was there as he was being taken into custody. The man explained to us that it wasn't the safe that he was after. It was the bank's microwave. You did that for a Hot Pocket? Yes. Oh, that for a Hot Pocket. You broke into a bank for a Hot Pocket? Hot Pocket. Hot, hot Pocket. Was it worth it? Hell yes, yeah, worth it. Yes, worth it. When he sings the Hot Pocket song, that it really kind of grabs you there. He has not been identified. He did tell us that he is homeless, and the police uh, say that the burglar alarm went off around 3.30 this morning. The alarm company called police and said that they were watching the suspect inside the break room, hiding and cooking something in the microwave. man told us and officers that he uh, ate two Hot Pockets, and they left him parched. He is now in police custody. You let that man go. Hi. What, what what did you need? I just needed the microwave. Hot pocket. Did you get into any of the tell like the the tills or anything? No. Did you take like even a pen or anything? No. No. He had two hot pockets, which by the way, hot pockets I are left pretty, him parched. Hot pockets are pretty filling too. You knock down one and you're you're in pretty good shape. Going through two, that's that's impressive. Plus, it takes time to let him cool. Yeah. He probably, he was in there for 20, 30 minutes cooking his Hot Pockets, eating them, enjoying them. They asked him, though, you heard him, they said, was it worth it? He's like, hell yeah. Hell it's yeah. A hot it's a Hot Pocket. <laughs> if I'm Hot Pocket, I take, this man is my new spokesperson. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He is front and center. He is selling Hot Pockets. And I even work with Wells Fargo, see if we can do some type of, you know, advertising yeah, collaboration. Okay. Come on, Wells Fargo, make it, turn this into an opportunity here. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, the guy is, he, he's so sincere when he says, hell yeah. They're oh, like, you broke in, you're going to jail for heating a Hot Pocket in a Wells Fargo microwave. How are you feeling about it? He's like, hell yeah, there's a Hot Pocket. It's worth it. So good. All right. Can you play that part where they're interviewing him again? <laughs> just the guy? Yeah, I just want to hear it. Because he does sing the tune a little bit. He goes, Hot Pocket. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, I didn't hear him I didn't hear him sing it. I just I just heard him say, Oh, hell yeah, Hot Pocket. <laughs> All right, here it is again. You did that for a Hot Pocket? Yes. Oh, that for a Hot Pocket. You broke into a bank for a Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket. Hot, hot Pocket. He did. <laughs> hot Pocket. <laughs> he did say it in the Who says advertising doesn't work? This uh, man broke into a bank because he's so much in love with Hot Pockets. So, uh, according to the, the news source there, they they got him into custody, and they said, how did everything go? And he said, well, I'm, I'm thirsty. Yeah. Because I ate two Hot Pockets. So, that leaves you a little bit thirsty. You do need a beverage with a Hot Pocket. A lot of sodium in there. I hope they got him something quick to wash that Hot Pocket down with. Hot Pocket. <laughs> Where was our guy, Austin. I don't know where Austin was. <laughs> I don't know where Austin was. I've seen Austin so excited to eat a Hot Pocket that it burnt his hands and he threw it yeah. across the room. I don't think on that hand he even has fingerprints anymore. <laughs> I think it just seared those things right off. It's like John, it was a John Q from Seven. Yeah. No more fingerprints. Put those things on there, burn it right off. Well, that man should be the Hot Pocket spokesperson. Broke into a Wells Fargo to use their microwave. It's not the brightest thing to do, but hey, it's a hot pocket. It needs to be eaten.
<laughs> Wait, is there a story behind this, Austin? Did you burn yourself with a hot pocket? So as our as our uh, on air studio sits. Scotty uh, can see into the lounge area, and that's where our microwave is located. Right, so right. from time to time, probably two, three days a week, I have a Hot Pocket for lunch. They're filling, they're quick, they're, they're cheap, and I only need one, and it gets me through the rest of the day just fine. It's tasty. But uh, apparently about a week and a half or two weeks ago, uh, I pulled it out of the uh, microwave a little too soon. And uh, a little too barehanded, and it, yeah, it did jump right out of my hand onto the ground, and I may have, you know, uh, said a, a happy word or two, and Scotty saw the whole thing and just started laughing on air in okay. mid-segment over it, so that's, that's where the that connection is. is. I, I, I'm with you, though. I, I don't know if I've thrown the Hot Pocket. I've definitely uh, taken a bite of a Hot Pocket that I didn't know was scorching hot, and, and you, you get the yeah. burn on the top of the mouth. You have like cheese. a, tongue, oh, a tongue scar for yeah. three weeks. Right. Oh, <laughs> Isn't ow. that the worst? It's like that lava. You have to you have to poke the hot pocket with a fork and get some of the innards to come out and really the test, innards. test that to make sure it's not too hot. <laughs> that sounded let, disgusting. Let the magma flow <laughs> right. before you eat it. Before yeah. you bite into it, yeah. Because I, I think we've I, all been there. I'm not I haven't been there. You never oh, taken a bite into a too hot hot pocket? You haven't lived, I have, sir. I don't think I've ever tasted a hot pot. Different tax bracket here. Oh, no, yeah. No. Different, no, no, no. Different, yeah. Where do you get the hot <laughs> yeah. This ain't, ain't no bean casserole. No, no. Is that where? I'm, I'm going to search this out. Is it where it would it be between the like the TV dinners and the uh, and like the uh, frozen vegetables? Are you seriously asking this right. question I, right I now? I need to know. Is this a bit or do you absolutely yeah. don't know? I have never had a hot pocket. No, but you don't know where a hot pocket would be in the grocery store. Well, it'd be there in somewhere in that that in a frozen area, <laughs> you know, right in behind the glass doors. All right, so there Correct. is hope for you. Correct. <laughs> so you have actually taken one step into a grocery store before. So we have that, we have that confirmed. So that's that's nice. Now next, what are they, you need are is, they? Are they? No, wait. Are they really, really that good? They are good. I like hot pockets. Yeah, you get the ham and cheese one. I and, I like the meatball one a lot. Uh, meatball one's good. And, I, I mean, and, Gordon, and, if and, you wait, would wait, hate it. Do you eat do you eat this all the time? Is this a regular part of your diet? Uh sadly, yeah. This body built by Hot Pocket, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, honestly, you should not try Hot Pocket because then you'll just complain about it because you won't like it. And the rest of us who love and depend on Hot Pockets for sustenance are going to be uh, perturbed. Hot Pocket no, and think, Easy Mac, right here. Right, now, exactly. Would these, would I find them right next to like the uh, Egos? The Grey Poupon, I believe. <laughs> and the Caviar. No, I, I really want to try myself a Hot Pocket now. No, I really gotta, don't, because be, you won't like it, and then is you'll, it like a frozen? Does it taste like a frozen burrito? It's it's a mini, it's a calzone. inexpensive calzone. That's what it is. Uh, and 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 the breakfast ones are good. I'm with you. Uh, the pizza ones are obviously now, particularly the good. The breakfast ones are tricky. Sometimes you can't get the middle quite uh, uh, to be as warm as the edges on the breakfast ones, but they're still good. Still good. Oh, and and don't right. be fooled by imposters either, because they all get the crust wrong. <laughs> it's important. You it, gotta have it, the it, right flake. Yep, you do. It is. It's it's very important. So the oh. uh, some so it's like you know, craft uh, macaroni and cheese just has a taste, man. It, it, it's wonderful. It's it's great. Don't don't give me you know real cheese or any of that stuff. It just doesn't cut the mustard. It has to have that 
craft mac and cheese taste. That processed cheese right. powder. And yes, I Does can t- tell the difference between that and generic macaroni and, t- and cheese. Amen. I can. Yes. I absolutely can. I won't turn either of them down, but I prefer you, one over the other. Okay, but how about this question? Do you get that weird kind of frozen taste when you, uh, you know, does that, does, do you get that? Like freezer I burn? I, I mean, you're not freezer yeah, burning kinda, your hot pockets. Kinda... Don't eat a hot pocket from the Reagan administration. That's a bad idea. <laughs> But if, if, if you uh, responsively rotate your freezer material, it's like anything else, Gordon. You know, I'm not going to eat that frozen flank steak from 97 that I forgot about that's in the bottom of the freezer. I'm not going to do it. The same logic applies to the Hot Pocket. Now, would you say your average Hot Pocket is better or worse than like a frozen chicken pot pie? I like them better myself. Uh, I agree mostly out of convenience. A, a frozen chicken pot pie, when made correctly, is, is very tasty and filling. But it's hard to get the right amount of uh, heat without drying it out and still have it not be cold. Now, Whereas a Hot Pocket, okay. two minutes zapped in the microwave, it's perfect. Okay, so just so we can establish some degree of credibility here, Austin, are you the guy that also like buys like uh, SpaghettiOs? Uh, first of all, I don't appreciate the accusatory tone. Are you the type of guy that buys <coughs> SpaghettiOs? Uh, I used to really enjoy SpaghettiOs. They taste a little too metally to my adult uh, tastes. But when I was a kid, whew, I put those things away. Yeah. Did you? All right. So I, I just wonder uh, what to expect. So I, I can't wait to, to next time. Uh, there's a trip to the grocery store. I'm going to put on a list some Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets. And that's the name? That's the brand name, Hot Pocket? You've never heard the jingle? Like that? No, that I, was I've what was funny it. about the, the yes. news story. I've, yes, I've Hot heard of, I've, I've Yes, I've heard that, but I've never tasted it. So... I, I well, kind of want to disinvite you from ever tasting. If they it. ever have a like a like a caviar hot pocket, you'd probably be on it. Yeah, I don't caviar. want him. To, I don't want him to taste it either because he's just going to ruin it for the rest of us. Yeah, you're not. Okay. You're not invited okay. to the club here, pal. Okay, so you know the I, Philly I, 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 cheese steak hot pockets <laughs> were particularly good. I, you know, but Gordon, really? do you ever drizzle cheese whiz on top of it? Ooh, that sounds good. I have never tried that, but Jeez, Gordon boy, would be no. like, "It's it's not tenderloin in there." So would you? Um, no, hold on, um, okay. Filet mignon would pockets you, for the Monsons. Would you rate a hot pocket uh, superior to say uh, a corn dog? Well, I do Got love it. corn dogs. They're right. different trying, food trying, genre. Trying, Except, not yes. comparable. But not one's comparable a, one can all. be a meal, and one's a, a part of a meal. <laughs> I'm trying. A to hot pockets out everything here, in man. one. I could have a hot dog on a stick for a meal. That's a fine. Yeah, cor- that's you, a fine corn dog. I don't know. I need some uh, fries and <laughs> dipping sauce with it. All right, um, yeah. but a hot pocket. It's all in there. It is all right there. And, and if you if you eat two, usually it's just you. You're you're full. Two hot pockets. You're full. You full. won't eat till Saturday. Right. What would the calorie count be on that? By the way, I mean, uh, is it- high. <laughs> Next question. You can't put a calorie price on happiness, Gordon. <laughs> What's next? I mean, you guys are gonna. Remember that stuff they used to call blank on a shingle? Or oh, corned beef or something? What, what is it? To, that's what you, that's biscuits and gravy. I know, but what kind of... It's not corned um, beef. I'm try- <laughs> that's corned beef. <laughs> I know what it is. It's these but conversations you, where you just prove how out of touch you are with, with the um, <clears throat> normal human. Yeah. I can't remember the time last time my wife came back with... 
with what with that, that kind of stuff. I just that uh, sentence but, alone. Wait, let me get let me get this straight. You you brought up children in the '90s and 2000s and have never had a hot pot. How is that possible? Do you know what a squeeze it is? A squeeze it is that yeah yeah a squeeze it yeah. yeah. What is it? Is that uh, the thing that is like a uh, plastic container that has like yogurt in it or something? Nope. No. Oh, oh okay, okay. Then you're talking about the, the frozen ice stuff. Incorrect. No, those yeah, are Otter Pops. That's, that's totally not it. Yeah, those are Otter Pops. <laughs> you really don't know. Squeeze I haven't it. thought Wait. about Squeeze-Its forever. Oh, and they were amazing. They were squeeze- phenomenal. Amazing. That's why you played soccer as a kid was for the Squeeze-It. In fact. <laughs> Is it that thing that has the plastic uh, container and you just twist the top off? Yeah, and then you It's got like Kool-Aid in it. And yeah. you squeeze it, yeah. Mm. What about a Capri Sun? You've heard of that, right? Yeah, I have heard of that. <laughs> Gushers? Uh, you are right about the... Instant oatmeal. You are right about the soccer and the squeeze-its, though. I think I held on with soccer an extra two years just because the squeeze-its uh, came at the end. Like, you remember how excited you were when you heard, like, wow, Frank's mom b- brought squeeze-its. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Just spread the word. We've got those, squeeze-its after the game. Those and the happy jugs. The little uh, the little barrel-shaped uh, jug of juice. All right. That was good, too. But mostly squeeze-it. Well, and then you took take- the top off and used it as a mouthpiece. I, I don't know I don't if care. I ever did that, but okay. I don't care about, oh, well, I don't care about I'm not weird. Squeeze it. I don't care about the squeeze. Never it, had a hot not, pocket. A hot pocket. I'm going to try because I want, I'm all about convenience. Because I'm a busy man. I'm in a hurry a lot, and uh, I want something I can just chuck in the uh, microwave. And uh, how long? How, how long does it take to cook it? Two minutes. Well done. <laughs> but be careful because you might end up like Austin. And with with the burnt mouth. I, w- I would honestly advise cutting it in half uh, and letting it cool out that way, but you can't always have yeah. that luxury. And your and the and the, uh, the various uh, types that you would choose from would be number one would be what? Uh, for me, meatball, pepperoni's Meat, not bad. Meatball. The ham and cheese is popular. I like I like ham the and cheese. All right. I like That's the good. pepperoni. It's a it's a pretty. That's a pretty safe bet. But the Philly cheese is worth a sniff. They do have a broccoli and cheese one <laughs> that is not guys, too bad. Yeah. You guys are freaking hot pocket connoisseurs. Well, yeah, we, we're human. We are part of pop culture <laughs> for the last 37 years. <laughs> this isn't a new item. Hey, you know how I'm so familiar uh, with the hot pocket? My dad would go to the, the warehouse store, Costco or whatever, when we were growing up, and he'd buy... Just hundreds of Hot Pockets, because you know what it was? It was something that we could fix for ourselves and not bother him. <laughs> okay. I like that idea. Uh, you know, An after-school snack that uh, isn't okay. just bonbons. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's not terrific, but it's, but it's meat and cheese and, and bread. stop you from complaining until dinner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And that's all that really matters. And he didn't right? have to fix it uh, for you. See, this is where my old man had it. He used to come home with all sorts of stuff, like uh, uh, flats of Dinty Moore beef stew, uh, <laughs> big packages of macaroni and cheese. We had Flat. oven-baked pizzas, Hot Pockets. I mean, he'd come home with just mountainous amounts of this food just to, to uh, keep us fed and quiet. <laughs> or quiet and fed. Right. Yeah, way. In yeah, that order. Exactly. You know? All right. Oh, uh, chili? Nally's chili? I can't. It, it ruined the rest of chili for me. I have, like, really good chili, and it's like, well, it's not Nally's. Really? Nally's. i got to try myself some of that. Incredible. I'm, I'm gonna, during the break, I'm going to go rummage through the kitchen cabinet and see if I can find whether something's like that's in there. I bet I bet we got some. Fire up some original Nally's. Where's the chili? Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> huh?
the freezer the, stuck again. The Nally's cheese chili, also good. Oh, yeah. Okay. The stag, right. I'm not a fan. No, I'm he not came either. home with a flat of uh, stag once, and that thing stayed there for like three years. <laughs> yeah, you got to be desperate. Uh, desperate. To Man, go with you the guys stag. know all about bad food, don't you? See, this is great food. That's what we're talking about. It's it's unbelievable. It tastes like childhood. See, we'll see if we can get a hot pocket up there to the ivory tower before the end of the day here. Huh? All right, stay tuned. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm gonna spend the day. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have my egos. I'm gonna let go of my ego in the morning, and then I'm gonna have. Sounds a like hot a personal pocket. choice. Though. I'm gonna do, have a hot pocket for lunch, and then I'm gonna have myself some Nally's chili at night. You know what? Here, here. I'll... Or should I go with the Dinty Morris beef stew? Oh, you always. Can't... Yeah. Well, the, yeah. I mean, you can never go wrong with either, really. But if you do and go it doesn't, with, and it doesn't taste like dog food, huh? No, not at all. In fact, in fact, it's insulting that you would say that. But here, I'll give you a tip with the Nallies. All right. Blanket yeah. of chips on a like tortilla chips on a plate. Oh, Dump yeah. the Nallies uh-huh. onto the chips, top with some uh-huh. cheese and sour uh-huh. cream, and if you're really uh-huh. into it, have a little guacamole on the side. Oh wow! It it'll it'll get it done. It'll do the job. Okay. Hello, Wildcats. Exactly. Going Weaver cooks on everybody. <laughs> Stay tuned. It is the Big Show. More next. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. It is time, Gordon, as I uh, scroll up to it, it is time for the Chevy Strong play of the game. Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE, and correctly identify the Chevy Strong play of the game announced by DJ and PK this morning at 8.50, and you'll win his own prize pack. It's the Chevy Strong play of the game, brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5-1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by LHM Used Car Supermarket, over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Well, the first place we're going is to Atlanta. And do you know why? Uh, It's a story about Coca-Cola? No, there's a birthday uh, being celebrated today. Today, 40 years ago, the CNN network was, or the cable news network known as CNN, was born. Hmm. The first 24-hour television news network made its debut on June 1st, 1980, at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Hmm. Yeah, interesting that uh, they were front and center over the weekend with protests at their uh, Atlanta headquarters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just seems like that it's been around for so long, for you guys' entire life, and, uh, and, but it was a new concept back then. Cable news is a real quick. Do you do you consume a lot of cable news? It's a weird space. It's it's I, evolved I, I into something I, I that's very interesting. I don't, I don't do it much anymore. Mm-mm. I I don't watch a lot of cable news either. I've I've found different ways to get to get my news. I did watch some over the weekend, obviously, 
Um, but it it started 40 years ago. It's interesting to see how the cable news has evolved and affected uh, media as a whole. Yeah. Anyway, and, sorry, and didn't I, mean to interrupt. I, I, fr- frankly, I like commentary. Mark this commentary. I don't want my news skewed one way or the other, either conservative or liberal. I don't. I don't like that approach to news. I think news should be news, and uh, editorializing should be editorializing. But that's just that's just me. I saw a report, Jake, that uh, today is also the first day of hurricane season. Mm. Oh, we that's what we need. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have enough on our plate well, right now. Yeah. So I saw a projection that there would be between 10 and 16 hurricanes this season. So this is the list of names that have been nominated for the hurricanes and maybe the tropical storms that will, that may arise this year, okay? Tell me what you think of this list. And by the way, who comes up with these names? Well, I don't know who comes I know the list is like years out, right? Yes. This, these are the names for this year. And they're always boring. They're not Arthur. like killer hurricane. It's Yeah, Arthur. <laughs> Bertha, oh my. that's a pretty good name for a hurricane. Yep. A pack, pack of wallop. Cristobal. Dolly. Dolly. How do you say this name? E-D-O-U-A-R-D. Edward? It's kind of like Edward. Is that how you say it? Edward? <laughs> that's probably closer. Huh. Faye? Faye. Gonzalo. Okay. Hannah. Uh, we had a Hurricane Hannah. That sounds like... I thought we... But they repeat them, though. They do repeat them. Oh, do right. they? Uh-huh. Well, there's only so many names. Josephine, Kyle, Laura, Kyle... Hurricane you know Kyle sounds so... Sounds like a South Park. <laughs> it does. Hurricane Kyle. <laughs> Hurricane Kyle. <laughs> Those... Laura, Shut up, Hurricane Kyle. Marco, Nana, Omar, Paulette... Renee, Sally, that sounds like a storm, doesn't it? Teddy, Vicky, and Wilfred. Hmm. You like them or Wilfred. not? Wilfred. No, they need to be menacing names. Like, what? what give me an example. Bertha's, like, Bertha's kind of menacing. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like Hurricane Run and Hide or, or <laughs> Hurricane Kiss It Goodbye. I don't yeah, know. I'm not looking forward to <laughs> Tropical Storm or Hurricane Nana. I mean, Nana is such a nice, you, you know, such a... Uh, a calming figure that just doesn't feel like... It's like when your dad doesn't like his mother-in-law. He calls her Hurricane Nana. Huh? Yeah, oh, that good point. Yeah, that doesn't seem... I knew a Hurricane Sally once. She didn't know that was her name, but... That was... That fits. Uh, that fit. Mm-hmm. Didn't they used to just name them after, after women, and then people complained, and so then they did both? That I, had I to be know. a long time ago. I don't know. I mean... But, but I think that Bertha, Bertha and Dolly... Those sounds like those sound like bad bad storms. Dolly, <laughs> like Dolly Parton is a wonderful woman. That's what comes. Hello, to mind Dolly. When I, I yeah, Dolly. That's the or the thing my daughter plays with her Dolly. Hmm. That doesn't sound like a bad hurricane. Oh, uh, the thing about Dolly is that here's the problem: it's going to hit once and then it's going to hit twice. You know, because it's going to be a twin storm. Not funny. I beg your pardon. Wow. <laughs> All right, enough of this. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can get a That question. storm will work nine to five. Gordon, they, uh, <laughs> let's see. 
It looks like 1979, 1978. Is what? Oh, sorry, when they introduced male names for hurricanes. Okay. The end of 1978. So 1979 was when it was male and female. So there you go. Man, what's what's the deal with increasing storms, man? These big storms. That's all... That's all we need with all the other stuff that's going on. I wish they'd Another name 10, them after... 10 to 16 hurricanes. I wish know, they'd so... name them after only politicians. Uh, that's funny. Because they're not good things. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Gordon. We don't need to throw something else into the mix. Thank goodness we're talking about it on the Not Sports Report. <laughs> Tell you, come out of those upbeat records, man. They do it to me every time. Come on, you tell me you weren't interested in knowing the names of the hurricanes that are blowing in. I can honestly tell you I was not. I like to be surprised by my tropical storm names. I enjoy the <laughs> You've mis- ruined it all. I enjoy the mystery of it all. Yeah, right. You wait. You wait and see. I'm telling you right now, Bertha's going to be a bad one. Okay. Coming so, up next. No, I'm not telling you. Arthur, not so much, but Bertha and Dolly, like I said. Jody Genesee well, joins well, the man. show. We'll talk some jazz with Jody. As well as he's got a great piece out uh, on Morgan Scally and the Deseret News. We'll get to that coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.